Welcome to the Deep Fried Bets Podcast. Blake and Boomer are here for all of your weekly winners. Let's fatten up your wallet. And we are back. Welcome back. Week two of the 2022 football season of the Deep Fried Bets Podcast. It's Blake. It's Boomer. We're back. More winners. Boom, how is it going on this Wednesday evening? Oh, man, couldn't be going any better, although I did uh, find the U.S. Open uh-huh. on my betting side. Yeah, and uh, don't understand the scoring uh, at watching it, but I do understand the scoring whenever the bet's graded. And uh, all I saw were L's there on Saturday. Uh, that's wrong. Uh, Friday, I called you up and it's like, hey, you know, Serena's over here on, on TV number three. You know, she looks like Jabba Chamberlain did that night, you know, just covered in sweat. Like, she was just – I mean, you could tell. Like, she was 41. I mean, she's the GOAT, but, like, she was 41 and just, you know, it had caught up to her. And she she had, like, a 5-0 lead or something and, you know, gave it up. So, I, I called you. I was like, hey, you need to live bet this this other person. Um, I don't even remember her name, and that might be bad. But I uh, ended up hitting. It felt bad. It felt un-American to bet against Serena Williams. But in the end – Cash is king, and Cash was kind of king this weekend uh, for both of us. The the results are there. Uh, we had a, a few hiccups on some of the scheduled games, but um, yeah, I mean, overall, really good weekend for both of us. Um, I had a uh, perfect vault. Boomer went th- uh, two and one in his. He missed on the Fresno State line on Thursday night. They just kind of gave up. Um, we both hit our lock of the weeks. Uh, overall, I went seven four and one. Boomer went seven and five. Um, again, we're we're always going to give you scheduled games. We're going to talk about them. We're give them advice. But I know for the most part, like those aren't necessarily games we love each week. But it's just that's what's going to be on the TV. So you want to have a little action on it. We're going to try to get you point you in the right direction. Um, but historically, more of the stuff you want to really follow along with is going to be the vault, the Stone Cold Steve Austin lack of the week. Um, obviously, we'll get to both of those later on. But boom, what uh, what kind of stood out to you first week of the college football season? Well, I was pretty damn disappointed with Purdue. I mean, they were the right side uh, the entire the whole time. Game. Same and thing. It was just, like a repeat on Friday night, Illinois, Indiana. But yeah, I digress. Go ahead. The biggest, the biggest uh, bet that I had on the weekend on a single game I had money line, and I had three and a half, and uh, just shot through the heart. But you know, you overcome that. Yeah. So real champions do. You overcome it and you just go out and have a good Saturday. That's right. Keep the good times rolling. I know we were kind of in constant communication. We both had a good Saturday. But yeah, back to the Purdue theme. So it was Purdue and um, it was who they play Friday or Thursday? Purdue and (laughs) Penn State. State. I get them mixed up because Indiana played Illinois Friday night and it was the same exact game. Um, So Purdue, Penn State. Purdue should have won the game. Um, I, I tweeted at one point, it's just like, oh, okay. When they, when Penn State went down and scored with like two minutes left or a minute or like a minute and something left, I was like, well, that's fine because Purdue's been running their two minute offense the whole fourth quarter. I don't know why Jeff Brom would not run the ball, like just wouldn't run it. Um, and then you kind of saw the same thing Friday night, uh, Indiana, uh, Illinois, three point dog on the road, right side the whole game. Everybody wants to talk about the touchdown that was taken back in the second quarter. It shouldn't have mattered. 
Like, all you got to do is run the ball or get a first down, just stop doing stupid shit. And it was the same thing. Like, they just gave the ball back. Indiana went down and scored. And you knew they weren't going to – like, you knew Illinois was not going to score when they got the ball back. Well, they just somehow both had their best drives of the game. On that like, both times – Bad luck. At one point – so, Thursday night, Penn State had 70 yards of total offense before that last drive. They had 75 yards on – that drive. Hey, just do what you've been doing the first 29 minutes and 30 seconds or 28 minutes and 30 seconds, whatever the hell it was. Like, I don't understand that. I don't understand college offensive coordinators. We saw it again on Saturday. Um, I put out a tweet. Um, and by the way, follow us along Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. We're now on Apple Podcasts back up there, um, Spotify. Be sure to tune in all those places to like, especially on Twitter. I'm kind of giving out some stuff throughout the day on Saturday, Sunday, boom. Like, you know, I'll give some stuff he's got. But I gave out NC State over 32-and-a-half team total. Um, there's no way in hell that should not have hit. They had the ball. They ran eight plays from the one-yard line in the third and fourth quarter and didn't score a single point on any of them. Like, what? And they Yeah, had- I had NC State, too, and unfortunately uh, I saw the direction that one was going, so I grabbed right. an ECU money line and uh, – should have won. Didn't turn out. Yeah, four missed points, like four free points in the last thirty seconds. Um, that you know the ECU kicker could have gotten you and won that one, or at least put you in overtime with an extra point. But it's just like, what are we doing, college offensive coordinators? Like, stop running the ball directly up the middle on one first and goal or, or whatever it is. Like, it just I don't know. I was dry, I was pulling my hair out. It's like you know, I, I think I could do a better job in in some of these instances at times. But you had that. Um. Overall, Saturday, again, we're not going to harp on it too much. It was last week. It was a good weekend for both of us. Hopefully, we're going to keep that juice flowing. Um, I do want to hit on Sunday night. We actually had – we're in a fantasy league together. We had our draft during that LSU-Florida State game. What what a time that was. We uh, we kind of decided – did you have Florida State or did you have LSU? Did, or did you have any action begin? I, I had Florida State, and then I grabbed LSU plus the seven, and I also right. had uh, LSU money line. Yeah, so I had Florida State at four uh, before the game started. So I really wasn't, like, terrified about that one at any point. You know, we were doing our fantasy draft. We had a Zoom going. So we're like, hey, you know, let's let's grab that LSU money line. Uh, they go down and, I don't know, down by 14 and give Florida State the ball. and Or, yeah, so they score, whatever, and then they – Oh, they muffed the punt. That's what it was. And then they muffed two punts, remember? Yeah. Florida Brian State. Kelly, uh, Brian Kelly wanted to go ahead and let everybody know the reason they lost that one. Right. Game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he let everybody threw his, threw his kids under the bus. It literally respect that. Man's making $100,000. You know, he's trying to, trying to make sure he gets to the end of that contract. I'm pretty sure it's $100 million, not 100000 But um, he. 100000 a game for oh. the next 10 years. Okay. Uh, he made it through one game without throwing a 20-year-old kid under the bus. Like, it, that's the Brian Kelly experience. Congrats. I know he's won some stuff in the past, but good luck with that for the next nine years, uh, LSU. So, again, we're not going to we're not gonna do too much, but it was nice to kind of recap it. Uh, big news. I guess it's news. Uh, the NFL is coming back. So, we're recording this Wednesday night uh, about 9.30 Central time, so 10.30 Eastern. So, this one will drop. Uh, more than likely Thursday morning. So you'll have it on game day. So we got the Rams, we got the Bills, uh, Thursday night football, kind of kicking the season off. But just in general, we're not going to do a huge NFL preview. We're we're real, realistically, we're more college football guys. We we definitely still hit on the NFL. We, we find value where we can. But for the most part, we're going to be more 
lean towards college, but we're, we're going to hit on the NFL. Um, so just overall, you know, I'm not going to ask you for your playoff teams and who wins each division and all this, but, you know, it was kind of looking over, did you see anything that kind of stood out preseason wise in terms of value plays, you know, not necessarily an over and under, but maybe a Super Bowl, something like that, Boom. Yeah, I've got three. Uh, I went ahead and threw some on the Bills just because, I mean, they're the favorite. And it kind of – I know that they're going to be there at the end of the year. So, I'm trying to just get good money line value for when the playoffs start on that one. Um, and then I grabbed Cowboys plus 2,500 and the Raiders plus 3,300. Yeah, I saw the Raiders at 33. I didn't hate that. Cowboys is kind of gross. You, you think – I mean, that division's dog water, but... I think that they're for sure going to win the division, so they're for really? sure going to make the playoffs. Over the Eagles. I See, I would feel pretty comfortable about the Eagles. I, I wanted... That one's moved so much. I hate betting, like... A lot of people start locking in divisional bets in June. I don't do it because there's just too much that can go wrong. Like, Tyron Smith, you know, that's a that's a big deal. Like, I know it's one offensive lineman, but it's a big deal for the Cowboys. Um, and... I don't know. There's just too much like that. I don't like liking and stuff in June, but like now you've kind of lost the the value with the Eagles. I think they're both plus one forty five to win that division. I would lean Eagles, but I, I think both teams lose in the first round of the playoffs. But um, I don't know. I mean, maybe some value at twenty five hundred just because they might can make a splash mid season something. Um, the Raiders, I saw thirty three hundred. I didn't hate that either. They've got. They made the playoffs last year, and they added uh, Chandler Jones and Devontae Adams. So. A lot to like there. Offensive I'm line. assuming that you love the Dolphins plus 4,000. Uh, I may. I mean, we are a card-carrying member of 2 and on over here, so uh, expect us. I- I'm not going to give it out. Um, it's, it's I would hope not. That would be as good as, uh, what was it, the NC State? NC State playoffs. The hey, they're 1-0, baby. Uh, Utah is 0-1. I gave that one out. But NC State is still 1-0. Uh, probably shouldn't be, but they are. Um. Yeah, two and on. Like I said, we're a proud two and on podcast. Expect us. I, I I think the Dolphins are going to be pretty good. I'm not willing to give you a Super Bowl future on it yet. Uh, 49ers. I saw it plus fifteen hundred. I don't love Trey Lance, but the fact that they kept Garoppolo, something happens to to Trey Lance. You know, maybe he isn't everything. They. I mean, Jimmy G is not great, but he wins you games, and they were you know, a game away from playing in the Super Bowl last year and plus 1500 is, is pretty decent value. Um, and another one I, I actually threw money on threw hundred bucks on it earlier. I, I couldn't believe what it was. The Vikings at 3,300. I know we're talking about the Vikings. They never won anything before. They've kind of got a rookie head coach and, and Kirk cousins is still their quarterback, but I think it's an addition by subtraction. Uh, when you're talking about getting rid of Zimmer, I just, Ten years ago, Mike Zimmer would have been the coach of the year. I mean, he would have been challenging Belichick, but he's kind of – I don't want to say less milesy in, but, you know, he kind of was, like, refused to adapt to the modern game. Um, I mean, obviously, you've got to do a little bit of it on offense, but he's still kind of – Big football same... guy, though. Big football guy, no doubt. He's still kind of running the same stuff he had. He was ten years ago. Um, so, I think that – I mean, Kirk Cousins again. He's Kirk Cousins. Like, what needs? What else needs to be said there? But thirty-three hundred <laughs> with the playmakers they got. Um, I think they win that division. I just, I don't know. I think the Packers thing has been too weird for too long. I think Devontae Adams, not just that, but the Smith brother that he's in uh, Minnesota as well. 
I don't love that there's a lot. I was shocked when I saw 3,300 just because there's been so much public love on the Vikings. Um, again, I'm, we're not making Super Bowl predictions. We're just kind of giving you some value. Um, tell you what, I'll tell you one flyer that I'm uh, locking in probably this weekend after I see what, what they look like is make a play field in the Carolina Panthers at plus uh, 12,500. What are they to I win mean, that division? Uh, I haven't looked at the division. I think it was like five. So I don't know. Uh, I don't hate them as the division. The Brady thing's weird too. I'm not getting into the dude's personal life. And I think I tell you, Brady doesn't finish the season. Nah, I don't. I don't buy that either. I mean, Tom Brady's earned the right to take ten days off in training camp if he needs to. Um, like Yadier Molina took a week off in the middle of the season or a weekend off in the middle of the season for the Cardinals. I know it's baseball, so weird, but like. If if I don't know, Brady's earned the right to take ten days off. Is what I'm getting at. Sure, I think he'll, I think he just gets tired of it after they get their ass. Beat and honest to God, he should couple of weeks. He should just come out and say, "It's like, hey, I'm 45 years old. My body needed a break. And I had a few personal things I needed to take care of." And everybody's like, "Okay," but like he's the mass scene. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't hate. Well, he, was he on the mass singer? Singer that, that was that was one of the rumors that was going around that he was on the mass singer. Um, that he was. And, you know, because he signed that, what was it, $350 million deal with Fox to start broadcasting when he retires. So a lot of people were kind of like, this is part of that. Like, because nobody even knows what he's going to do. Like, they haven't said he's going to be calling games. They haven't said he's going to be, you know, what's his name, Howie Long or the next Bradshaw. Like, it's just he signed this massive contract with Fox, and it's just, it, I don't know. But he, he could be like uh, Peyton Manning, just kind of stumble in. The many sets throughout the week. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess is that worth of a $350 million retainer? Maybe if you're Tom Brady. But I, I think he'll finish the year. I'm not buying any of that, but I do think that I, I still like the Bucks, but I I could see like Carolina's got some some playmakers. DJ Moore, obviously a lot of that hinges on Kirsten McCaffrey staying healthy, but Make a play field. We're we're a very pro Baker Mayfield uh, podcast. And I don't think like I'm not gonna sit here and tell you he's he's not Justin Herbert. He's not. I mean, the Paul. dude's great for the game. He doesn't have to. That's be. all I'm saying. He's, the game needs him out against, there. I would not bet against a healthy, pissed off Baker Mayfield. Is all I'm gonna say. So that's kind of our you know shoddy NFL preview, if you will. Again, we'll have some more stuff week to week, but you probably won't get a lot of in depth like you know season long odds. But we are going to do some daily fantasy, so be on the lookout for that. I'll tweet out a link tomorrow. Um, the podcast, like you know, just we'll get some guys around the podcast. Uh, weekly fantasy, we'll do like a DraftKings thing. Um, it'll be a password. I will tweet all that out tomorrow. So be on the lookout for that if you want to do it. We'll do like twenty five bucks, something like that. Um, I think those are fun. You just cap it to like 15, 20 guys. So that's not anything crazy. Um, kind of keep up with a week to week, have some fun with it. So be on the lookout for that tomorrow. Um, also, or I guess tomorrow being today, cause we're recording Wednesday night. So be on the lookout for that at some point. Um, regardless though, tonight, cause again, this will probably be dropping Thursday night. We got the bills, we got the Rams. So, you know, we do the whole ceremonial defending champs, get the home game, unless you're Baltimore that weird year where they're, there's a playoff game or something. I don't know. They had to go back to Denver. But regardless, um, Bills, Rams, Bills, two and a half point road favorites against the defending Super Bowl champions who really didn't lose a lot. Boom, what did you think about this? Uh, I think I'm going to be all over the Bills. Um, I oh. think they just have 
weapons all over the place. I think the Rams are probably going to be off that championship high still. Um, I, I mean, I like the Bills by a lot on this one, honestly. And pretty much my strategy, I think I mentioned this last week, I'm going to be riding the majority of public favorites for at least the first two weeks. Um, and then I'm going to switch system to get back to my old system of being a contrarian after the fact. See, two and a half. I don't know. Like, what has Buffalo done to earn all this hype? They were really good last year. But their big thing last year was they lost the close game to the Chiefs. They should have beat the Chiefs. Like, I don't know. I mean, they made it that far. Last year they had definitely had some expectations. Most people would have told you they were going to win that division. But, I mean, I don't know if they're ready to handle, like, I saw a stat today where NFL Network, like all their main guys or whatever, picked the the Super Bowl winners. Seven for seven picked the Bills. Like, I just don't know that they're ready for that. I like McDermott a lot. I've grown on Josh Allen some. I still don't think he's quite in that top, top, top level. Um, I'm probably wrong there, but I'm still kind of holding out a little bit on him. Um, I just don't know that they're ready to handle all this hype. Um Again, I like McVeigh. I like Stafford a little bit. I think later in the year, I would not bet on the Rams to repeat. And I think later in the year, you'll see some stuff pop up with that elbow and uh, Stafford. But they'll have that thing feeling good and ready on a Thursday night at home. Give me the, the two and a half. I'm going to buy it to three. I will advise that. I'm going to officially give that as the play. Buy it to three. So take um, LA plus three. You, get you are such a coward. I cannot believe you're buying a half point on the first game of the season. I mean, just a little safety, man. I don't want to have to take an alternate line. Why don't you take the alternate line of Rams minus two and a half and really get it going? I don't, that's what I'm saying. I don't know that, you know, Buffalo doesn't walk it off with a field goal 27 or 28 30. Um, but, I, you know, give me, give me the three at home. I like me. I mean, Aaron Donald swinging two helmets in a practice a couple of weeks ago. Um, was, you know, I think that team got of. everything they wanted last year, and they're they're not thinking they're not Maybe. thinking championship this year. Long I think term, they're going out there and collecting a paycheck. I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not willing to go there with the team with Aaron Donald on it. Um, I I do think long term, I wouldn't I wouldn't touch them Super Bowl odds. I think they're plus a thousand. I wouldn't touch that. But I think they at least keep it competitive, keep it within a field goal. Again, I'm going to go Buffalo walks it off, thirty to twenty eight. Um, but that'll give me the three just to be safe. But let's discuss this real quick when I brought up the Aaron Donald thing. Um, I just – it was one of my favorite things of the offseason. Obviously, I don't – if you haven't seen, you got into a big training camp brawl with the Bengals. They had a Super Bowl rematch practice thing. Um, and he had some dual helmets, and he was swinging them at dudes. And, you know, everybody brought up the Miles Garrett thing. And it's just like, hey, this was a closed practice where the only video footage was from 50 yards away from, like, a side camera. Whereas the Mason Rudolph Miles Garrett incident was a Thursday night game on prime time television, the only game in town. Everyone was watching. Like it wasn't, I don't know, like everybody's like, oh, he's got to be suspended at least six games. I'm like, that's not how this works in a practice. But, uh, you know, Miles Garrett got suspended because it was on national television. If that was a noon o'clock or noon game, you know, with eight other games going on and there wasn't really anything else going on, he probably would have gotten three games. But, I digress. Back to the slate. Don't worry. I'm sure that you can cut all of that useless information you were just spewing for the past three minutes out of the uh, podcast. I'm really good at editing, so I probably could. But, uh, yeah, so we got the um, 
you know, again, we're not going to hit on every NFL game. We're going to hit on the marquee ones because the ones you'll be watching. So that's a Thursday night game. Sunday, man, there's actually really good. I was kind of looking. I'm not in any survivor pools right now, but it would be a really tough week. Like, you're going to have a lot of people get out first week on these survivor pools. Um, I'm guessing the 49ers are probably the pick at uh, the Bears, the, the most popular pick. I don't love that. But regardless, uh, great opening weekend in terms of close competitive games, what should be at least. Um Mark one during the day Sunday is the afternoon game. I'm going Packers-Vikings. Uh, Packers minus one and a half uh, at Minnesota. I'm going to take Minnesota here. Again, I think that um, I picked them to not win the Super Bowl, but I I like their odds. Um, think back to Green Bay last year. You know, it was a little bit different with the offseason of Rodgers in terms of is he going to retire, is he going to be in Green Bay, but – they got beat like what 51 to seven against new Orleans and everybody freaked out and it's just like, they'll be fine. But again, I think they'll be fine long-term. I do think Minnesota wins this one at home. I'm not willing to say this is their super bowl, but there'll be a lot more juiced for this one than green Bay will at home. Boom. you got to play here. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the Vikings too. I just love, <clears throat> I love that home underdog, especially when it's going up against Aaron Rodgers first game of the season Aaron always, Seems to come off slow and heat up as the season goes on, so I feel very comfortable with that. I'll probably just grab a money line, probably be even money is what I'm guessing, but I'll grab right. the Vikings money line. Plus, I will also have the under on Greg Joseph uh, kicking points of six and a half. Not a big uh, Greg Joseph guy. Uh, I just – I don't think they're making field goals. I think okay. they're touchdowns. Oh, I like it. All right. So um, – but not seven touchdowns because that would be too many. So, all right. Yeah, I think we're both right – or on the right one there. We'll see. Um, Sunday night game, uh, Boomer's favorite. We're back to the land of doctors and lawyers. And uh, in, in case this is your first time tuning in here, uh, back in the day, Boomer loved to let you know that uh, Jerry World out in Dallas is nothing more than a palace for doctors and lawyers. They don't really get up for games there. And, you know, it's kind of proven true over time. Uh, the Bucks are two-and-a-half-point road favorites at Dallas. Uh, boom, I think I might know, but who are you riding with here? Yeah, I mean, over the past couple of years, uh, Jerry Jones has been extremely friendly to the gambling community, and uh, he's been able to get the juices flowing a little bit more. I think a lot of those guys are just betting on the Cowboys once they get in there. So it's definitely gotten a little bit louder here recently since DraftKings set up a spot in the uh, northeast corner of the stadium. So I'm going Cowboys, of course. I'll also be on the money line on this one. I think it is at plus 120 right now. So okay. um, love the Cowboys this year. Very down on the bucks. That's crazy that you're in on the Cowboys. I, I don't know what to think about that. But, uh, again, kind of going back to what I opened with, just because we're giving you games doesn't mean we love them. I don't love a side in this, um, but I'm going to take the under of 50 and a half. Again, you're going to be watching it. You're going to have action on it. I advise you take the under. Um, I think last year, everybody will kind of think back to that Thursday night game where it was like crazy high scoring. I think the defenses are going to be a little more, you know, especially Dallas. They're still kind of getting used to that line. Um, I think Tampa, I mean, Godwin's, he says he might play, but he's definitely not going to be 100% coming back from that ACL. It's okay. They got Julio Jones. They got Julio, Julio man. That's right. There. Roll tie. Um, I think you'll see kind of an easing in on both sides and on the offensive side of the ball. 
Both defenses are really good. I mean, Micah Parsons is a legit defensive player of the year competitor or contender. Like he was in the conversation last year as a rookie. Um, you know, the Bucks they lost Sue, but outside of that, they're bringing most everybody back from a pretty good defense. Um, I, I think obviously Trayvon Diggs regresses some for the Cowboys. Saw his over under of interceptions at five. I would take the under on that, but that's not a fun season long bet. Regardless, I like the under 50 and a half a lot here. I don't love a side necessarily, but I'm going to give you something. So I'm going to give you the under of 50 and a half. Uh, the Monday night game, Russell Wilson headed back to Seattle, faces his old friend, uh, Pete Carroll. And uh, the, the Dirty Birds up there, I, I don't guess they're Dirty Birds. They clean birds. The Dirty Birds are in Atlanta. But uh, playing the Seahawks, Monday night football, six-and-a-half-point road favorites. I like the Broncos long-term this year. I don't love them on Monday night. I think, again, it's going to take a little while to adjust. Everybody just expects a Russell Wilson-led team to come in. He's not going to be Russell Wilson from 2015-2016. It's just people need to tam- tamper their expectations on that. Is he still going to be really good and a huge upgrade from what they had? Absolutely. But I think, you know, the quarterback, I, I, I guess Geno's starting, but Locke probably has a little insight on kind of what they, they might run some. It, again, it's another one of those, if it were a noon kickoff in a slate of seven other games, I probably wouldn't have any action on it. But since it's a Monday nighter, I'll take the six and a half with Seattle. Ben, what you got here? Yeah, I'm trusting the process. I'll be uh, on the Bronx um, minus the six and a half. Don't love it, but you want favorites first weekend, blindly. Well, I mean, they're not a favorite, so that wouldn't Denver. Denver's a favorite. Oh, you're taking Denver. Yeah. What do you think I said? Seahawks. I think you got confused there. No, I said the Bronx. Oh well, I was looking up uh, other useless stats, so. That's on me. Um, look, man. I know, you get, I know you get lost in the sauce of stats. Lost in the sauce that is Northern Illinois football. You'll hear more about that later. Um, so you're, you know, fading me here a little bit, going with the Broncos. So, all right. Um, that's kind of all we have for NFL in terms of scheduled stuff. I'm sure you'll hear some more in the vault here a little later on. Um, but we got college football. Week two, not a ton of huge matchups. Um the game day game was Alabama versus Texas. Roll tight. But uh, you, I saw a lot of people complaining about this, that it should be BYU and Baylor because, you know, blah, 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 Alabama is going to blow Texas out. It's just like, hey, college game day is a television show. The point of television shows is to get ratings. And anytime you have something like this, they're going to take the ratings bonanza that it's going to be Texas versus Alabama over BYU and Baylor, as good of a game as that might be. Um, but anyways, that's Thursday or Sunday or Saturday morning, big noon kickoff, 11 a.m. Central, which I do kind of hate. But other than that, um, we've got a couple Friday night games. No Thursday nighters. NFL gets the stage to themselves tomorrow night. Um, Friday night, I've got Louisville plus six on the road at, at the old Gus bus boom down in Central Florida. This is almost a lock for me. Uh, it, it's hindered on lock territory. If we didn't have this as a scheduled game, it would 100% be in my vault. Public seems to be on Louisville or Central Florida. Again, it's hard to take too much into account on that. But, you know, six is a big number for Gus to be covering against, I guess, last year of a conference opponent. Um, no, this is not a conference opponent. Big Louisville's in the ACC. Sorry. Um, so this is a out-of-conference game. 
But regardless, I still like uh, Satterfield, Louisville strategy there on Saturday or Friday night. Uh, did you, what's your favorite Friday night play, Boom? Uh, well, I'm seeing five and a half for that game, but doesn't matter. I'm still taking Louisville as well. Yeah. I, they got obviously they looked terrible last week, so I'm right. guessing that was an outlier. I think Gus Malzahn's an absolute terrible coach. Cannot believe he's a head coach in college football currently. Yeah, man, but. he's good. Trust the process. I uh, I'm definitely betting against Gus Malzahn for sure on this one. No yeah, surprise. Um, I'm looking Cunningham 16-22 last week for Louisville. Lost to Syracuse really bad. Um, I mean, there's probably a pick'em before that, right? I don't know. I don't know if they. I don't know if Vegas is reacting to Week One as much as we think they are. But. Uh, I'm with you. Both, uh, both of us are on Louisville there Friday night. Um, again, I mentioned a minute ago, Saturday. It's kind of a marquee game, if you will, in terms of eyeballs. Um, Texas, Alabama. You're going to get some uh, if Colt hadn't gotten hurt. Apparently, they're running a piece Saturday morning on game day. Um, ridiculous, but regardless. First matchup since the 09 National Championship in Pasadena, which I was in attendance for. It was a fun game. Uh, Alabama, 20-point road favorites. At Texas, uh, I saw someone brought up the heat the other day. Um, but if that would be a factor for Alabama and, and one guy from Alabama kind of stopped him and was like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm from Texas. There is nothing like Alabama heat. Like, it won't even be close. So, it's not really a factor there. Um, boom, you, who, who's your play here? I'm actually interested to hear this. Uh, I've got Alabama first half minus 12 and a half. It's an absolute lock. Okay. Couldn't love it more. Favorite play of the, of the first two weeks. Back on that, huh? I will be on that until it does not end. <laughs> I mean, it's probably not a bad play. Um, I heeded your advice on that one last week. We were I was at a buddy's house watching some of the game, and uh, everybody there was like, I don't know, that's a lot, that's a lot. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I trust Alabama to kind of get the job done the first half. But, yeah, uh, I'm on Alabama minus 20. I don't know. Um, this is going to be Texas Super Bowl. Sarkeesian's already came out and said this game really has nothing to do, like nothing, lo no long-term ramifications for us in terms of like our goals to win the conference. Um, this doesn't affect that. It won't. Obviously, this is not. This is a non-conference game until probably next year when Texas is in the SEC. Um, I still. I, I mean, they're going to throw every single thing in the book in Alabama. Um, that they have, but Saban's already getting pissed off. He's already making up fake like things to to get his team fired up. You know, he said something about everybody wants to to act like these former assistants. You know, they have a leg up on us. He's like, I know a little bit about them too, and and everybody's kind of like Nick. Nobody really said anything, but okay, like whatever you got to do. Um, so he's already kind of getting the fake the fake quotes out, the fake rat poison, if you will. Um, I just picture this being a game where Will Anderson and Dallas Turner. I think that's the other. Yes. His name for you guys totally dominate the line of scrimmage and panics. T Texas will panic a little bit when they realize right. they can't get get the edge. Get a cut through a couple of sacks in there. I would say if you have a car payment, go ahead and just lay it on that first half line. Okay, I like it. Uh, yeah, Quinn, yours. I don't think it's it's terrible. Uh, Bijan Robinson for Texas is a really good running back, but yeah, I think with a guy like Will Anderson, he's gonna just he's gonna be in the backfield all day long. Um, had a good game last week against Utah State. I know that doesn't really matter, but I think uh, I love that first half that you gave too. I think I'll be on that for sure. But overall, I still think minus twenty 
it's not huge. I think it will probably get close to 21 before kick. So if you if you're on Alabama, go ahead and grab that now just to be safe. Uh, next one, very intriguing. I, I have no clue on it's Pitt versus uh, Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee on the road at Pitt, six and a half point favor, returning the favor from last year, and where Pitt went into UT, Kenny Pickett knocked them off. Um, again, Tennessee is a six and a half point road favorite. Is Tennessee ready to be a six and a half point road favorite against a ranked opponent, Denver? So I saw it opened up at seven and a half, I believe. Yes. And it's gone down to six and a half with public support and 80% of the money coming in on Tennessee. I love that line movement. I love Pitt right here. I think Hendon Hooker is legit. And I think Tennessee has a chance to beat Georgia this year. I I do like them, but in this game, it just feels like a really weird spot. I think Pitt is going to be able to score on Tennessee's defense. I think it's going to be just a super high-scoring game, and Pitt was just in one of those and came out on top. So I I think they've already been in that dogfight. This is going to be a dogfight, and I'm getting six and a half. I'll be on the Pitt money line to start the game. Hoping that they go down early, I, I can grab them at like a ten and a half or something there. But I, I do really like the this actually this opened at five. Um, unless that was like a couple weeks ago, I'm showing five as the open. Um, but yeah, I I don't love it either way. But I I think I'm pit mainly because I just don't know that Tennessee's ready to go on the road and, and be the six-and-a-half-point favorite. I think Tennessee legit this year. I, I do. I think they're a really good team. I think their defense is pretty suspect, but they're going to be able to score with the best. Yeah, sure. I mean, Hooker's good. Um, receivers are all right, but I don't think the line is just the best. It keeps – every time it hits seven, it's bouncing back to six and a half from what I can tell. Yeah, I mean, I think the smart move. play is probably Pitt. Um, I just – I don't know. They, yeah, their their game is a little more physical, needed a little more to get that one – get the job done against West Virginia. I think – I mean, they probably should have lost. I don't know. That was a different one. That was a, a fun game to start the season off with. But, uh, yeah, I'll take Pitt. I don't love it. This would be one of those you wouldn't see in any vault or lock or anything like that. But since it's probably the second or third best game of the day, we'll give it out. Uh, next one, a game that used to not matter because Florida won it every year. We've got Kentucky plus five on the hook at Florida. Um, I saw ESPN. Somebody on ESPN the other day said that, uh, oh, my God, this is crazy. Florida would have – I think it was Gal- – yeah, it was Joe Galloway Monday night said Florida would have been the underdog had they lost on Friday – or on Saturday night. And I was like, you know, Joey, I don't know if you know how lines work, but if you're a three-point underdog or two-and-a-half-point home underdog and went out right, it usually doesn't move a line six points, um, which is what happened, but – uh, in, in Joey Galloway's estimation, I think it's probably a three and a half Florida favorite if they don't win. Um, I like Kentucky a lot, actually, at five and a half. I just think they're more experienced. I like what Stoops has done. I think Napier, you know, he got him off on the right foot. Anthony Richardson looked pretty good. I, I'm still not willing to fully walk back my hey, just because you've heard of him and he came back. He's not that great statement. Looked Made me kind of look like an idiot on Saturday night, but Let's see him do it over, you know, over a couple months. 
let's see more than one game where he's been prepping for it all off season, and they had kind of an advantage in terms of the weather. I, I like Kentucky um, five and a half. I like him a lot. I may have some money on the money line as well. Uh, Boom, what you got here? Yeah, I'll do the same thing on this one as I'm doing in the pit game. I'll have Kentucky money line to start. I think it's at like 180 right now, somewhere around that. So I'll grab that money line. Uh, if they go down early, I'll take them again at whatever that number is. Probably you're looking at a seven and a half or eight at that point. So it'll be very similar. I think Utah is still a really good team. I think they've had every chance in the world to still win that game. And like you said, if Utah wins that game, then Florida, it's probably a pick em, if not Florida being an underdog no, right here. And No chance. It's moving six points off of a three-point win when you were only a two-point dog. No. Like, if Texas wins, if Texas beats Alabama, then, yeah, their line will move six points next week. But, no, Florida did not move six points over being I just think that everybody, the recency bias has already taken hold here. I think Florida's fine. But at the same time, their defense didn't look great. And Richardson had a good game. But I think he he's definitely – Beatable and containable after right. having a week's worth of. I think Mike Stoops is a, is a great coach. So I do too. Yeah, this open and a great defensive half. coach. I think he'll be able to barrel bottle him up. This open at five and a half. You can get it at six some places. Most are still at five and a half. A couple are at five. Um, I mean, public. It just money. feels like that weird night game in the swamp where Kentucky's just going right. to be there at the end. It's going to be a dog fight back and forth. It's going to be dirty. It's going to come down to the last score. Uh, so public, I'd rather get positive money on that. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I mean, I think we're both kind of in the same boat, um, both on Kentucky there. Game, uh, night game, 9-15 kick. So that's that's fun. Uh, Baylor versus BYU, 9-15 Central. So 10-15 for you, Boom. Um, this feels very Hawaii territory. Uh, Baylor, three-point dog at BYU. I'm actually really excited for this game. Um, you know, Baylor kind of had some, a lot of hype. I think you even had them, maybe uh, Big 12 conference champion, little preseason action. Um, you know, had some hype there. Dave Aranda doing a good job. Um, BYU, uh, Sataki kind of got that thing going again. They won last week. I don't know how I got looped into it, but I got down like a BYU Twitter rabbit hole on Saturday night, and these people are crazy, man, and, like, crazy passionate. I know a lot of people, it's college football, but, like, I don't know. I, it's it's at home. BYU is a three-point home favorite against a top-10 team in Baylor. I mean, I, I, mean, I think this is going to be a really good game, obviously. You know, maybe coordinate yourself a nap so you're up for it. Uh, who, who are you on on this one? Well, it sounds like you're uh, jumping on the uh... – the peach flavored lily pads Saturday night. If you're going down a BYU rabbit hole, yeah, I don't know what. Sure, that you means. didn't imagine that. Um, <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I was on. Uh, I don't really know how I got looped into it, but there's some there's some passionate folks out there in Provo. Uh, I'm obviously on Baylor. The line scares me a little bit because it kind of makes no sense at the at the three and a half that Baylor's getting, but I'll definitely take that. I will probably also be on the money line of this game. Yeah, I just I three. think BYU is getting way too much hype, and I think Grimes is a solid quarterback. Aranda just seems very legit as a head coach. He seems like he's really just got a stranglehold in that program. Yeah, it seems uh, like LSU. Just, he's an easy guy to trust. Yeah, it seems like LSU might have messed that one up. That's kind of the ultimate adult in the room. Um, 
a lot of the money or a lot of the public bets, a lot of the money is on Baylor right now. Um, I, I'm on BYU. I don't, I don't know that I love it, but I'm really excited for this game. So I'm obviously going to have a little bit of something on it. Um, let, let me guess, you're going to buy the hook down because you don't, you don't feel comfortable with this one. No, I mean, I'm getting it at three. I'll take it at three. Uh, that three and a half is what I'm saying. I gave out three when I sent the sheet earlier. Um, I'm I can <laughs> I'm going to shop it and find three. I can find three. Ah, it is three and a half. On All the right, side. everybody that wants three, you can go ahead and pay uh, minus one thirty five for that. Yeah, you're right. It has kind of. I sent the stuff out earlier this morning. I don't know if it's been that month, but um, yeah, I'm still going to take three and a half. I just. At home, I think it's gonna be a crazy atmosphere. They just don't get a lot of these out there. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with BYU. Again, probably wouldn't be in the vault, but I still like it. Three and a half Saturday night again. Coordinate a nap because that's gonna be a really good game. All right, so uh, again, I've hit on it a few times. Now it is time for our vault. Uh, so this is what we do. We pick out uh, off the board games, if you will, games that maybe aren't the most marquee. Some of our favorites of the weekend. Last week, my ball went 3-0. Boomers went 2-1. and uh, Just missed on a Fresno State one. So, obviously going to be looking to do more of the same here. Um, these are the games you kind of want to put the most stock in from what we hear. So, with all that being said, Boom, let's hear your uh, three vault picks. Or four vault picks, actually. When NFL coming back, we added one. So, what are your four vault picks for the week? Well, I didn't throw an NFL one in there just because I love so many college games okay. this weekend. But first, rolling with uh, Georgia State, I believe they're the Tigers or Wildcats. Uh, plus seven are, and a half. Uh, they're the Panthers? Yeah, close enough. Seven and a half against UNC. I mean, UNC, those guys have got to be just have dead legs, absolutely tired. Last thing they want to do is roll into Turner Field for a. <laughs> Morning kickoff here in what Atlanta. Is that? What is that called now? It's well, it's Georgia State's. I think it's field. just. I think it's just called Georgia State Stadium, right? Yeah. I, fun fact: uh, there was a big push to turn that into a uh, horse racing track. Ah, I'm sorry and, for your loss. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. For whatever reason, the state decided to give it to uh, the state university for education purposes. I don't right. know why. Education purposes. We uh, we saw the food fighters there. That was fun. Remember that? Yeah, it's a good time. So yeah, I think they're I think that they're going to be learning to fly against. Uh, uh, oh wow! All UNC right. on Saturday. Uh, we you know, should your bankroll be ever long if you hit this bet? Is that what you're getting at? <laughs> so rolling that into. Uh, the UTSA Roadrunners once again. I yeah. mean, absolute heartbreaker against Houston. Right side, wrong result there. I'm gonna roll you it back covered. with uh, you covered. Uh, yeah, I covered, but I also had the money line too. Oh, so, right. yeah, wow. at the end of the day, it's a break even, which I consider a loss, right? You should with all these winners that were taken. So, got UTSA minus the two and a half against Army. Army put up a fight against Coastal last week, but I just I think UTSA is still not getting enough respect. I think they're the Coastal this year, and I think you're going to get value on them for at least the first half of the season, okay. unless they blow out Army in this game. Then I'm rolling with the fighting Jim McElwain's minus five against South, South Alabama. They looked really good. Hell, it's stuck in there. I think they've got some playmakers. 
think South Alabama's irrelevant as they usually are. And then what was that? I'm gonna ride five. All right. So again, that is uh Central Michigan, not just the fighting Jim Mac wins. You won't find that on your card come Saturday. Oh, Central Michigan is who he coaches for. Okay. Right. And then I'm gonna close it out with uh the Yukon Huskies. I just Ooh. I think that they right. are just they are getting a different spirit. They're getting some confidence up there. Jim Mora just, you know, actually is coaching them, showing them how to catch passes and such. And uh, you're also getting 23, I believe, right now against Syracuse. Syracuse couldn't look better last week, blew out Louisville. I think you're definitely seeing an inflated line from them. What is it with you and anyone who has UCLA ties? You know, it was Josh Rosen for a while was your guy. Brozen, as you called him. Uh, obviously, you've still been on UCLA almost every weekend. And then now you're going Jim Mora. Look, I'm a, I'm a UCLA fan at heart. Uh, Josh Rosen's just trying to save the planet. I respect everything he does. I mean, do you like what uh, Maurice Jones-Drew's on one of these pregame shows? Do you make sure to tune into that every week? What's going on there? I can't imagine what pregame show has Maurice Jones-Drew, but, you know, I mean, if he's giving out winners, I'm going to tune in. Fair enough. All right, so you go Georgia State plus 7.5 against North Carolina, UTSA minus 2.5 against Army, Central Michigan minus 5 against South Alabama, and UConn plus 23 against Syracuse. All right, so uh, four for four on college games. They don't hate it. I actually liked a few of the NFL games, so I sprinkled some of those in. Um, I don't really, you know, I'm kind of up in the air on which one I want to roll with as a lock. So I'll save one of the college games. So um, first off, you know, we kind of hit on earlier. We are a two and on podcast. Expect us. Um, I'm going to take the Dolphins. Um it, it, would it would it kill you, Boom, if I told you to buy it to three to be safe? No, nah, I think they'll is three and a half against the Patriots at home. Patriots. Well, never, you've been you've been shopping the entire podcast right. so far, so nah. I'll I'll try to find it at three somewhere. But if not, I'll take the three and a half. Um, so the Patriots just like never win in Miami. Um, even when they had Tom Brady, I like Mac. Like you know, I respect what Mac has done, but I don't think I just who the hell's calling plays. I know everyone's hit on it this offseason, which kind of scares me a little bit, is that everyone hates the offseason they had, and usually if it's Bill Belichick, that doesn't tend to to do very much for people. But uh, I just don't really understand what they're doing. Uh, I guess we'll find out more. But they really ever never win in Miami too. It's like undefeated against. Them. I think he's three and zero against the Patriots, maybe even four and zero as a starter, um, which is kind of crazy. Um, it's at home. You know, Mike McDaniel's coaching debut, a lot of these coaches, you know, they kind of want to get that first win under their belt pretty quick if they can. Um, I think they'll be showing out, showcasing Tyreek, uh, you know, the the new offseason edition, kind of playing with some of these new toys they got. Um, I'll take the three and a half, you know, maybe a 27-20 kind of finish uh, with a late Patriots touchdown. So give me the Dolphins minus three and a half is the first one. Uh, the second, Well, I just want to say that uh... – I hate Tua. I think he is a terrible quarterback and most likely will not finish the season. But unfortunately, I am financially tied to him this year. So I hope he does well. Okay. Uh, Next up, I'm, you know, probably doesn't make a lot of sense. I'm giving you NIU, Northern Illinois. Uh, They are playing Tulsa and they are catching six points. Um, oh, just a second. Let me, where did my list go? There it is. Yeah, the catch of six uh, against Tulsa. I think it's 11 a.m. kick. Uh, they just played Eastern Illinois, who's not very good. 
barely beat them, beat them by like seven. Um, I think that's Eastern Illinois, I think is Garoppolo territory. Northern Illinois, they're the Huskies. They've been around for a while. And that old Burner Turner back in the day played Alabama. Um, I don't know. It's just a weird thing. Uh, Tulsa's not very good. It, you know, you're giving me six. Actually, it's a 6 p.m. kick. Sorry. So, um, I don't know. Thomas Hammock, I kind of like a little bit of what he's doing. Phil Montgomery is still somehow at Tulsa. He was a cover machine at first, um, and then he's just not been very good the past couple of years. So I'll take my chances on the Huskies plus six. Don't really know a ton about either, but I like the numbers that I saw. So I'm going to take NIU plus six on the road. Uh, Next up, we're going to, you know, this used to be a recurring theme on this podcast. We're going to be fading UAB. So UAB, Bill Clark is out. Uh, he retired for health reasons, I think. I don't really know what happened. Um, they seemed like not... a good dude, though, all honesty. I mean, like he really probably retired because his name was linked to the Auburn job every other week for like six years, even though that made no sense. Uh, Brian Vincent is the guy now. I don't, yeah, I don't know much about Brian Vincent, but he's the guy in charge. Um, UAB, they so in case you don't know, their program went away for a while, came back. Uh, it was like a a feel-good story. They won some games. They were kind of getting run off from the state of Alabama. There's still some good talent here. Um, now they're kind of – he's the last year in Conference USA when they go to the AAC. But um, they – I don't know. They just historically have gotten too much love since that happened. Uh, they're six-and-a-half – Liberty is six-and-a-half point home, home dogs. Hugh Freeze is still there. I know they lose Malik Willis, but I trust Hugh Freeze uh, to get the job done at home, six-and-a-half. Uh, give me liberty. That's a great pick. I like that. I, me, I didn't notice that one. Give me liberty or give me death, as the kids say. Um, and then the last vault game, uh, another NFL game here I kind of like. Uh, I've got the Bears, the Chicago Duh Bears, uh, at home, Sunday noon, kick, 1 p.m., uh, your time. Got the 49ers. I like San Francisco. I kind of gave them out as a value Super Bowl pick earlier in the pod, so I don't hate them long term, but again, Trey Lance's first, like, real start. I know he had a couple last year, but he was just kind of coming in as an injured replacement. This is, like, his first, you know, running the show. This reminds me a lot. I don't know if it's just my memory being weird, but it seemed like for, like, six straight years, the Seahawks would travel cross-country, and they would play their first game against, like, the Panthers or the Jets, or someone on the East Coast. It would be a West Coast, East Coast swing. It would be a noon kick. And the the Seahawks would always win, but they would just not look very good and pull it out at the end. I just – it kind of has one of those feels for me. Like, I like San Francisco long-term. I think they'll be fine. But you're going cross-country. I know it's a little different because it's week one. You kind of have a little more time to prepare. But you're going cross-country. Uh, it's a noon kick. So, I think it's a 9 a.m. local kick in San Francisco. Again, week one's a little different. Takes offense a little – I don't think the gap on offense is going to be as big. Um, Chicago's defense still isn't awful. I know they lost uh, Khalil Mack. Uh, he's out in San Diego or L.A. now with the Chargers. But um, I still – I think they can keep it within seven at home. That's my final schedule – or final vault game. So, we're going Dolphins, three and a half. NIU plus six against Tulsa. Abs- or no, 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 Liberty plus six and a half. Give me Liberty or give me death against UAB. And then the Bears plus seven against the 49ers. You know what time it is. Grab your cold beer. Pop it open. Get ready. Because here comes that music and the Stone Cold. Steve Austin, lock up the week. 
Nebraska, but man, there is nothing in the world that makes me or anyone else on this planet want to chug a cold beer more than hearing that music and giving out Stone Cold Steve Austin Lock of the Week winners. And I know we got a few good ones for you this week. We're both 1-0 in our locks. I fully expect us both to be 2-0. Boomer, lead us off. Who is your Stone Cold Steve Austin Lock of the Week? I absolutely am going to ride the hot hand of the Old Dominion Monarchs. Oh. Plus 12 and a half. Rolling in. Rolling into Greenville, South Carolina. I I am a huge ECU fan. Been with the Pirates for years at this point. They had their heart taken out and fed to them in a, in a porridge last week. Old Dominion, huge win on, when was that, Friday night? Last week, these or Virginia Tech, you gave that out. Huge win. Uh, Virginia Tech's not great. They're not going to be good this year. But Old Dominion, I mean, they got a bunch of a bunch of guys out there that know know what the deal is. They're just out there having fun playing football. Remind me again of those Coastal Carolina teams in the past couple of years. I think ECU, their kicker is you know no telling where that dude's at right now, but. I just, you know, getting 12 and a half at this point, it just seems like somebody hung a terrible line. All the money's coming out on ECU for how they played against a very overrated NC State team, in my I opinion. I agree with you there, but fair enough. And I just, I, I'll probably have a little bit on the money line here. Uh, I mean, money line's at 370, but 12 and a half. I could, I could see this easily being a touchdown game. Right. So Old Dominion plus the on the hook. Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week. I'm also taking a, a double digit underdog. Kind of gave it away a second ago. Uh, I'm going App State, Appalachian State. Uh, great defensive effort last week against Mac Brown and uh, North Carolina. Not really. Um, they gave up what sixty something. They scored forty in the fourth quarter. And he still lost. I would love to see the stats on if that's ever happened in the game of college football before. I would guess maybe like one time it's something crazy. But regardless, um, App State plus 19 going on the road to Texas A&M. All right, so Texas A&M had this weird weather delay um, last week, or it was a lightning delay. They came in. They were up like 10 nothing against Sam Houston State right before half. Maybe they ended up winning like 37 to nothing. So they put up some points in the second half. Um, I hit on it a little bit last week. Texas A&M is going to be really good, okay? Don't don't let this be a, oh, you're an Alabama guy, you hate Jimbo Fisher. No, no, no. I, I like Jimbo Fisher. I respect what he's done historically. I just – I think there's way too much hype. They should not be the number five team in the country. You're getting way too much, like, buy-in on this recruiting class. The recruiting class is going to be great. It's mostly defense. That defensive line, it, it, like, you're going to have pros on that defensive line. You have two or three guys that play really good on Sunday. But those guys historically don't come in and, like, change the game immediately. So you're catching 19. Um, it, their offense isn't very good. Haynes King isn't great. Um, they, you know, they got Max Johnson, the kid from LSU, backing him up. And I'm not worried about, the, like, I think Av State, they've shown they can score. Um, so I think they'll be able to score a little bit. Um, if this game were, like, week 10, I probably wouldn't touch it. But being week two – uh, you know, some of these freshmen really haven't bought in or they're not where what they're going to be even later in the season. So you're catching 19. I absolutely love App State here. Um, more of a fade, fade in A&M, uh, just because the contrast, again, App State's going to score regardless. 
And I don't know that their terrible defense is going to matter as much against a not elite Texas A&M offense. So give me 19. For my Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week. And boys and girls, that'll do it. Week two of the Deep Fried Bats podcast. I did it again, I think, without saying the Deep Fried Breaks podcast. Again, go check out Deep Fried Breaks, all that good stuff. Um, well, I do want to thank you because uh, your long, drawn-out 30-minute takes helped me get through my five fingers of uh, Las Vegas distilled whiskey. See, I was, trying to, I was trying to make Perfect it Perfect timing. I've missed being able to, you know, I've missed this um, platform boom. I, I, I need to get my takes out there. The world needs to hear. Um, the speaking of, please do us a favor, um, you know, podcast or Apple podcast platform, um, Spotify, uh, the website. I'm going to try to get this thing up on Amazon, all the different places. Just, you know, shout it out, like retweet it. If you see it, tell your friends, if it's on iTunes, leave a review, subscribe, like just click a few buttons for us. Um, it really helps get the word out there. These first few weeks kind of coming back are kind of crucial to kind of catch on, uh, if you will. So, Here's the thing. The more you help us, the better guests we can get, uh, you know, the more recognition we have, that kind of thing. I want to get back to getting some guests. I was kind of afraid to reach out from this week just because we weren't back on Apple yet. Uh, we are now. But, you know, next week I'm going to try to have somebody good for you. Um, but that didn't really have the ability to get anything too crazy this week. So hopefully we get somebody in next week. Again, just tell your friends, uh, the deep fried bets podcast is back. We've got a bunch of winners. We had a really great first weekend and I expect nothing less than to capitalize on that. Take it in a week two and just hammer it home for week one of the NFL and week two of the college football season. So thank you guys as always. And we will see you next week.